What's going on, good people? What's going on? I'm kind of I'm feeling I'm feeling real good this morning. I'm feeling real good this morning. So good morning to y'all. Uh, good basketball last night, you know. <laughs> good basketball last night. That's what I'm gonna say. And um, we're halfway there to Friday, and I can't wait till. Um, game one of Nuggets, Lakers. <sighs> I think that's Thursday night. Um, Michael Thomas, he got clamped up so much. He, he's going to be out several weeks with a high ankle sprain. He got the clamps put on him. I ain't going to give up on that stance. Um, interesting. To know that later on today, look out for power rankings for the NFL. And um, I'm just happy. Did y'all see that last night? First of all, I will sit here and say, make sure y'all go and vote before I start on anything. It's getting, getting to that. To that getting closer and closer to that time, and I just want to be the one to put the message out there to be like I'm on that stance too, and that's make sure y'all get out there and vote. We need to vote. Everybody need to vote. You know, especially us black folk, we need to vote big time. So yeah, wanted to push that out there. Secondly, uh, hope y'all ain't forgetting about the WNBA out there. You know. I know WBA takes a lot of takes a beating. But y'all see Skylar Diggins the other night? Like goodness gracious. Diana Tarasa, they force overtime. She is the big shot and does the Kobe celebration. I mean, like, goodness gracious. Um, last night, uh Connecticut beat Chicago. Um and also Big congratulations to Ajay Wilson, who won AP, WNBA Player of the Year. Monster. And she plays alongside somebody I feel that's really good is uh, Liz um, Kamush, which I always say her last name all jacked up, but fabulous basketball players. Like I said, WNBA is is trending up as far as the talent. Just got to give it a chance to really keep watching it. Um, like I said, the more and more competitive it gets, I believe, the more more people may want to watch. It's not about the dunks and things like that. Physical play matters. You know, it was a little scrum uh, last week uh, between um, a couple teams. Um, you know, I ain't saying to encourage fighting in WNBA. No, but you got to have the attitude of aggressiveness. It seemed like it was just too like, oh, good play, sis. And, you know, that got to bring in some kind of competitive fire to make people be like, man, that was gonna, that's going to be a, you know, get – Chippy, you know what I'm saying, or something of meaning, you know what I'm saying. I plus two, you know, they gotta they gotta set the standard, get an all star weekend or something like that. Get something going somewhere to make people fun to watch it, have, you know, a one on one tournament, you know, something you can't do a dunk contest, three point contest, nothing like that. You can do a three point contest, yes. But do horse or something to bring something where we're like, Man, you see my more you know, but that you know, we need my more back. You know, she's handling something way more important than she feels in her eyes, and, and, and mine too. You know, we got to have 
some some regularity in this world, man. We got we got to be equal. And if it means to stop to do your profession and you have the means to to try to help uh, help out, do that. So I commend my more for that um, big time. So, yeah. Um, I hope everybody's doing good with the e-learning thing with the kids. If y'all got kids, um, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm multitasking. So I, I got I got my kid e-learning. She, she's doing her thing. So, yeah. Back to WNBA. Um, like I said, the Connecticut Sun took out the Chicago Sky. Big point getter in that game. Alyssa Thomas, 26 points, 13 rebounds, 8 assists. She was on a mission. <laughs> she had 10 offensive rebounds. Like, Jesus. DeWanna Bonner had 23 points, 12 rebounds, 3 steals. They were just all on them. You know, uh, Kalia Coop, uh, Copper couldn't really, you know what I'm saying, and Gabby Williams. They got it, you know. Saying that they they tried to do their best, but you got to get something from everybody else, you know. That's going to sit there and try to play high minutes, Cheyenne Parker or uh, Vandersloot. Where y'all at with it? Where y'all at with it? I mean, one for four. That's twenty five percent, Miss Parker. Miss Parker. Miss Parker. Fix that. Jai Wilson, she's a good basketball player. She's good. Um, the Phoenix Mercury wins another close one against the Mystics. They have been battling, and Skylar Diggins Smith has been the one battling and battling and battling. Well, of course, Diana Trust, too. You can't leave her out 23 points, but. Skylar Diggins, 24 and 6 and 5. Um, uh, gets a steal on the day. Um, only, well, she had five turnovers. Diana Taurasi don't do that. But, you know, you keep the game close and, and, uh, you, you make it, you make magic happen, man. And, and, um, that's how you do it. 40 minutes for Brianna Turner, four points, 11 rebounds. She does what she's supposed to do. She's there. She's their Ben Wallace, as you will, or that or that that, that person is going to be four blocks. You know that that's 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 big time. That's big time right there. That's real big time. And while we're on the subject of Diane Taurasi, because today I'm always about takes and making debates and stuff. Hopefully, uh, in the coming uh, Wednesdays when I do my show, I'll have a guest and we can have uh, some good debates. But Diana Taurasi, man, she she might be the GOAT the WNBA. I mean, like, she might be the GOAT just like just of just pure dominance. I know Cheryl Swoops. I know uh, you know, Lisa Leslie. But I'm just saying, like, with just how long I've been watching female basketball. And it's just like when you think about it, man, like, she is like, hmm, she's really special. And and with being with that, um, it comes with that like you got to keep that consistent, you know, just pressure on your competition. 
And there's been, not been one person that just fell off for somebody was like, oh, they don't talk about it no more at all. This person, you know, you know, it's not the same or she's a shell of herself. Like, no. Like, Donna Trossi is like, like, are you, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, she is like, the she's the one. Like, she's the one. Like, like I said, this, this girl's before her, the great. And I'm not Cheryl Miller. She didn't get to play in the WBA. But I'm just saying, period. Down to Rossi, which I feel followed by mine more, but she got to get back out there. Um, uh, Brianna Stewart, uh, Candace Parker, Pascala Diggins, man, she's starting to really, you know, she. Is really on a on a focus path. You can see her face, man. Her face and her face. She just she's fiery. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I'm just glad that the bubble introduced. You know what I'm saying? Had them added too because it's good to see. I don't get to watch a whole lot of um, WNBA, but it just when I get to, when I get to catch it, it's, it's you know, it is what it is, man. It's what's up. And I think with Donna Tarasi and I think with Donna Tarasi and Skylar Diggins, you know, going for their championship run right here, I think they could do it. And you know, saying this was the first, this was the first round single elimination, man. We're gonna go home, and you know, you gotta make big time plays. And you can't be scared of the moment. Jimmy Butler showed you that last night. Jamal Murray showed you that last night. Um, I mean, period. In the words of my little daughter, man, and my oldest, they always they, they do that period poo. They like that period poo. I got to get like a sound clip of that or something with my daughter, man. She is hilarious with that period poop. And, uh. I want them to, you know, hopefully get into, you know, watching, you know, basketball, WNBA and stuff like that as it tries to grow. Because the thing is, for them to make more money is to make these playoffs way entertaining. Like I said, get an all-star weekend going. Get some fun with what y'all can do. Hopefully this coronavirus, you know, gets gets it together because, you know, like I said, Donna Trost is getting older and I want her to see this league get there. You know what I'm saying? But, like I said, way to go, uh, Phoenix for advancing. Like I said, you you don't want to you don't want to lose you don't want to lose those games. You don't want to lose those games because keeping the stars got the Mystics. I'm not you know pooping on them, but you know I'm more inclined to know Skylar Diggins, Donna Taurasi. You know, who they got more than what was the Washington Mystics was bringing. And at the cohesive unit they play, like, you know what I'm saying, with the, with the big steal coming down to take the lead, 30 seconds left. Uh, veteran, you know what I'm saying, Messerman, uh, she, you know, she can play some good basketball. That was a good heady steal that she made right there. Um, 
And then a big three. You know what I'm saying? To get him closer, closer. And then the steal for the layup. I think if somebody like a, and I'm, I'm not trying to call the person, somebody like a, a Duncan Robinson was out there on the court and not being kind of ready, you know, Phoenix would have lost this game. It takes people to be in the game to be ready. Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, Jay Crowder, people like that. And that's where you look to with crunch time with 30-some seconds to go. Point blank period. So I want to know who has the real best chance of winning the championship. And I would say, if you look at this Phoenix team, the way they're scratching the claw, they can be real. They can be really something. They can be really something to build that type of uh, fiery, you know, you know, LA, of course, uh, the Las Vegas team, they can be real problems. I think they, I think the aces, I think the aces probably would probably would go ahead and uh, win that. Big shot. That's all I can say. When you leave a person wide open, you can't leave them wide stinking open. You got to at least give them a run out. And that was just a big shot and a good look by Skylar Diggins. Jesus. What a terrific look by Skylar Diggins, man. Jesus. Big shot. Big shot. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give, even though she didn't hit the big shot, I'm going to go and give my WCW to Skylar Diggins. I mean, she, she deserves it on that. She definitely deserves it. She definitely deserves that that label, which I will give to on many different reasons. Or you know, tonight is going to be for basketball. But my WCW goes to Skylar Diggins Smith. She's a real baller, baller, and then to be midair to find that pass, to find the the game winning shot. That's what you that's what you get right there. So now we can move. On to talk about something a little bit more in depth. Like I said, the WBA is going to grow. It's going to grow with numbers. And it's going to grow with more uh, attention and attraction to see stuff like that. Um, real quick. With... Okay, they had okay. Got you, got you, got you. That was just that was just a big time shot, man. That was a big time shot. And with and with that, you know, that's what you call on the fly type analysis about what you what you see, man. I just seen that, just really just seen that on the fly. 
That was just that was awesome. So now, NBA, the leader of this basketball thing. Like I said, WNBA, keep grinding. Don't think that we're not paying attention. What is wrong with Duncan Robinson? And that's why I mentioned him earlier. Like, get it together. Game one, Heat, Celtics, gridlock game. Going into halftime, 56-57. Um, first half, you had... First half, you had a situation where fill out process, but with the Heat, you had a toxic derby game. Like you had like a, I don't know what that was. It was like Friday they got there and we played Lakers. Okay, so you had high shooting percentage, low shooting percentage, high shooting percentage. So it was like it comes down to the fourth quarter. Like this is the quarter you're supposed to be shooting good, right? They shot the ball horrible. Then they then they had like the best quarter they could have. They had shot sixty eight percent, and then they faltered right back down again and let Boston go up ten. And they ride and they rode that way for a little bit. Big shots from Tatum. Big shots from Kimber. Kimber had to step back working. Had to step back working. Um, Tyler Harrell and people that was throwing at him, they was trying to do their best. Um, Tice was hacking out there. He's, he's something else, but uh, always complaining after calls, knowing you fouling people. Um, Time Lord, uh, Mr. Williams, Mr. Around the Basket, blocking shots or dunking or whatever. You know what I'm saying? He had it going on. Um, I just think coming out of halftime, I don't know what the heat, they just felt like, you know, that – you're not playing the Bucks. Like you're playing a team that's coming at you just like how you came out the Bucks. I feel like the Bucks was kind of more of a team that's going to be more like if Giannis is off, how can we get buckets? And you saw Middleton was forcing the issue and he had he got it going at one time, won that game. And then he tried it again in game seven and you saw how it goes. I'm not in game seven, game five. And you see how it goes. In this game where you see a mirror image, I think they're married each other. They married each other. They, they long um they have a bench. They're young. Their coaches are, you know, really, really smart. This team's Miami Heat and Boston Celtics, they look like twin brothers. It's just where your ultimate scorer, you have a guy that is silky with it in Tatum, and then you have a guy that's like up in your chest as in Jimmy Butler. And their, you know, co-scoring guard, you know what I'm saying, the Drogic or a uh, Kimball Walker, you know, you're going to take on that one. But Drogic is holding his own. Uh, he's he's not backing down. Plus, Drogic, like, I've been in this league. I've been in the playoffs. I've been in the playoffs guard Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Let's not forget that. As Steve Nash was laying over, over there on his back like Larry Bird on the bench. So let's not forget the, the battle-testedness of Goran Drogic. I'm just saying. And then, uh, um, I, like I said, man, it's just the work ethic of these young kids, man, especially shows on both teams. Like, Wanamaker comes in there. You know, who's this? Who's that kid? You know what I'm saying? Who's this Wanamaker kid? Who is this uh, Williams kid? You know, who is uh, 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 who, who, who is this? Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, I'm not, not, yeah, Grant Williams. Not Rob Williams. Grant Williams. 
Who's that guy comes in there and just, you know, gets a three off? You know what I'm saying? But Brad Wanamaker, 11 points. You know what I'm saying? I, I, ain't, still, I ain't seen Carson Edwards yet. I haven't seen Gordon Hayward yet. Enos Cantor ain't getting no game time. Well, he's out. Cantor's out. He's out, out. I think Gordon Hayward was practicing at least or having some shoot-around, so I don't know what could be possibly going on with that. Marcus Smart. Um, that man hit six threes. He hit six threes, okay? He hit six threes last night. So I would say, if anything... You gotta, you gotta, you gotta close him out. I think now when you sit there and look at the season stats, you're like, wow. You gotta close him out. That's getting out to the three point line. I mean, once he starts making them get going, treat him like. Not, you know, you got to be the handout on him. I mean, if if Rondo is hitting threes and you don't know how to accustom to him doing it, after like the third one, it's time, to, it's time to run out. And I still believe that they was, you know, kind of letting him shoot. And he, you know, he kept hitting them like Draymond in, the, in that game seven. Jalen Brown, there were some areas in that game to where he was good. You know, he had three or four from three. He hit those open shots, but you know, getting to the rim, uh, he's got to do better. That, that he act like he wanted to dunk like he did on LeBron, and it's like you should have went in for that layup because they already had you pegged. I mean, like you already had somebody like Bam waiting on you, and you had Goran Dragic sitting there ready to kind of try to strip you a little bit. I think that was Goran Dragic. That was it. Was a play he was trying to go in there, bang, just go in there and finish, get fouled. You you sitting there trying to you know do the Akron hammer, and you lost the ball. Go and get fouled. Go up hard with a big layup. You never know. You know what I'm saying? You never know what could have happened on that play. And that was one of the plays I saw as far as him trying to assert himself, you know what I'm saying, inside the paint. It just wasn't working. But he was out there hitting those threes, though. Him and Marcus Smart was was ready for it. Um, Tatum shot 12 of those things. <laughs> he said, Marcus, Marcus, shoot 13. I'm shooting 12 of them. Um, but yeah, Goran Dragic, man, twenty nine point seven rebounds, four assists, in thirty eight minutes. Um, he's ready, man. He's ready. He like Kimba. What was you like? Kimba was one. Kimba was like one for nine. He was one for nine from three. He was six for nineteen. Goran Dragic, man, what's up? Jimmy Butler, 20 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. Jay Crowder, 22 points. And Bam had 18, 6, and 9. Get more on Bam here in a little bit. Um, Iguodala, could have kept your ass on the Grizzlies. I'm just saying, what is he doing? What the hell is he doing? They could have went and got somebody else and tried to, like, you know, oh, we need Andre Iguodala. Like, that is that magic's over with. He is not LeBron James. He's not, like, he's not even Grant Hill. Like, yeah, it's, it's what I'm saying is that, like, he when he started getting injured uh, at, at Golden State, you could tell that it was the end of the road. It was the end of the road. Period. He he was getting hurt. And somebody like that who is not a play, a player that is a generational talent or or somebody that can just do what the things in that age limit can do, 
I think Odala's washed. Now, he may come up big in some way, in some fashion in this series. We'll see. I mean, he played defense. He got a block and a steal. He only got one rebound. Three points. But he was there for that three. I will give him that. Kelly Olenek, you know, got to get it going because your minutes will dissipate. They're only running. Uh, the rotation is, is not going that deep. <laughs> they are... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, geez, that, that rotation is not playing. So 17 minutes, six points for Duncan Robinson can easily go to more minutes for uh, uh, somebody like a, um, I, I would say, bring in um, Real Talk. If you if you want to give, take away his minutes and bring in uh, Linux a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Duncan Robinson is not ready to go. I think Olenek being a former Celtic would appreciate the moment to get more minutes so he can get a more lather to be more effective. But coming into the fourth quarter was when it was, you know, game time and I enjoyed the hell out of this game. The, the thing that I want to point out is when you... Look at this bubble and how the game is being played. It's almost damn near to say that where should they keep doing this? Because it just seems like you take out the home, you take out the crowd, not the crowd per se, but if you just take out like the home courts and stuff like that, playing on this neutral court shit is kind of dope. It just seems like they just getting after it differently or just it feels, it feels like college basketball in the tournament. You know what I'm saying? But except this is the NBA playoffs, and the, I think the stakes are higher, honestly. Of course, it's the pros you getting paid for. Um, you know, this seems dope to where if you had neutral spots, if this coronavirus goes away, you have neutral spots where these guys can go and play with a neutral audience in a sense where you have people what. You have to have people travel and stuff like that, but it's the playoffs. So it's like you have the regular season where people go and see their team and stuff like that. But if you want to go see your team play, then go see them. And just have them in neutral courts. I'm just not saying having an empty arena. No. I'm talking about neutral courts to play these games. Shit is fire. I'm not sitting there poo-pooing on the income that uh, these home arenas make during the playoffs like Cleveland and shit like that. I dig it. I'm just saying uh, for the strength of how these games are being played, it just feel like they're being played better than, than uh, with going to this arena and taking two days, getting on a plane, going to this arena and stuff like that. It just seems a lot better on the legs and, and, and shit. It seems like players are like ready to get right back at it. It didn't change James Harden. People be like, oh, James Harden be exhausted when I get to the playoffs and this plays overnight. And this, all those excuses go away too. I, I own different players. You know, this can, you know, hey, you know, back, you know, they're getting on a plane. They got to, you know, no, huh? Let's neutralize it in the playoffs. So we shut that shit up. Home court advantage this, the refs did. The refs are still uh, somewhat incompetent on neutral courts. So is it home court advantage? Or are they cheating for the whole team? You know? <laughs> that's all I'm saying that's all I'm seeing you know 
That's just what I'm seeing. I'm loving it. Tyler Hero. Two for five from three. Two big threes. The one in the fourth was stinky. 12 and 11 and 9. Almost had a triple-double. Okay? Keep giving him minutes. He deserves it. Almost had a triple-double. Kentucky, stand up. Bam! Out of Bayou. 18, 6, and 9. How you got two Kentucky Wildcats with nine assists? That's beautiful. That's that's beautiful. I'm sorry for being a fan right there, but that's that's crazy. Bam and Tyler, nine assists. Um, they led they led they led the team in that and, and they got it done. The play that I love so much was the steal. Tyler Harrell gets it in the bounce pass to Bam to get the ninth assist. And then when you least suspect it, here comes Boston again. They got one more chance to make a run. Tyler Harrell's guarding Kimball Walker. Kimball Walker with the meanest step back that you ever see that will bring you back to Connecticut days. And Tyler Harrell played it real good. I, I, he played he played about as good as he could to not to give up the lane and that step back. But I'm going to point out one thing. Are you allowed to really extend your arm on that push, on that step back? Or are you pushing? Are you getting enough space already by extending your arm, Kimball Walker? That's just a question. The step back is nasty. It's mean. But on that particular one, it was a, like an offensive pass interference. That's all I'm going to say. It was a push-off. It was a little push-off. Not a Jordan push-off, what people try to say. He had his arm extended and then pushed and then stepped back. It's a little dicey with that move. I tell you, it's something else. It's like the step back that Harden does. Is it a travel? What is that a foul? Is Kimball Walker doing or what? But you go from that play to Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler hit the three. That was big before that Kimball Walker step back. Jimmy Butler hit that sideline three. But then Jimmy Butler comes down, which after a big miss by Tyler Harrow on the three, I thought he made it. It went in and out. My goodness. And that what's that Grant Williams guy? He had no business shooting a three, but he was in there. He had no business. But uh, when coming down to the final seconds with Jimmy Butler with the ball, I knew they was gonna. He does that all the time. It's one of my favorite things I like to see him do. Is how he gets his run to the rim. LeBron James, he comes off a screen, and he catches it. And has that full steam ahead to turn the corner to run. And people are not gonna step in the way of that man. But Jimmy Butler, the way he does it, he gets the ball. He's already dribbling. Getting up when he gets that high screen, he's coming off and getting that switch. But he's already taking off at a at a rate to where when that switch is engaged. They're late, and he does that. He did it to Greek Freak, and he made that layup. Because Greek, he recovered fairly well because he's long as hell, but he did the same thing to Greek in that in that final, in the series before. And that play that he made right there was just crazy because the contact and just how he finished, man, was crazy. That was big time. And that's exactly I would, the only thing I can sit there and say after he made it was big time. Cause that was big, man. I mean, like that was big, but that's how you do it, man. You, the, the people come off the screens and they're thinking that you're gonna be ready to shoot the jump, or whatever. He was, he took a beeline to the basket, and that was that was lovely. Tatum could have made that three if he had stepped up a little bit closer. He made one in the third quarter that was uh, like that, and he was a little bit closer to the line. He could have kind of stuttered, act like he was gonna drive, and then step back. But I think he caught it too late. He he got the ball. Where he kind of how he won it a little bit too late, and then he had to he had to take that. He likes to take the step back three, and him stepping back ended up being a deeper one. It was on line, it was on target, it was short. If he would have had a, a inch or two up, oh my lord, 
It could have been noony noon time. It could have been real bad. Could have been real, real bad. Um, so yeah, um, big, good game, good finish. Uh, Jimmy Butler with that layup, and then you know Tatum with uh, <laughs> one more big, one more big chance to try to get it done in overtime. And uh, I would say. I would say this much right here, man. When you get mad at the rim, it makes you want to think of Michael Jordan when he switched for no reason. Like, why did he switch for it? Nobody met him up here. And then you look at, like, other plays where people meet, like, Scotty Pippen on Patrick Ewing in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Starks on three Chicago Bulls and stuff like that. LeBron James on Detroit Pistons. LeBron James on Tim Duncan. Jason Tatum was looking for that moment. He had it. The drive to the rim, the screen in the drive. He had, well, he actually didn't have no screen. He actually took dude off the dribble. I mean, that was a hell of a move. He came, pop, 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 and took him off the dribble. Had the lane. Bam out of Bayou said, not today, my friend. You're not, you're not making a poster. You're not making a memory. It's more than a poster. You're not making a memory like that out of me. You're not going to sit there and have me sitting there being talked about for years about Jason Tatum in that playoff moment where he dunked on Bam out of Bayou. He was not letting that happen. Bam out of Bayou met him at the rim with the meanest block. It wasn't no swat. It was a block, a rejection, a hell no. They get the ball back, ball game over. Jason Tatum, man, good move to get to the rim. He's, he's dunked on people before. He's posterized people before. It's just a good, honest matchup of a shot blocker and a person that finishes at the rim. Way better than he did last year, I want to point out. And you had a winner. I mean, that's that was that is, that is what you call good shit right there. And that was this, this, this is just the opening of a damn good series. A damn, damn good series. So, yeah. Damn good series. And then we want to go and talk about the game that they really made my night. Clippers, Nuggets. And I'm going to just take this back for the Nuggets. Just to recap about how I was about them and then go through watching them and how I felt about them in this matchup before the bubble season restarted and they was in there practicing preseason, whatever you want to call it. Pre restart season. I sit there and say, man, if they are able to concoct these lineups to where they feel comfortable on scoring defensively, how the hell is other teams going to score on them? That's a real-life question because look at their journey. How, with these lineups, can they concoct a way to keep them in there and score points? Especially how they're doing it. Let's break this down. In the Jazz Series, they kind of met a team that's kind of similar how they can run matchups, but they just didn't want to keep doing it. 
And it caught it caught on to a point to where they could make a push to, you know, saying to, to do something great. But Donovan Mitchell was in the way. And then here comes Jamal Murray. Bing. Jamal Murray has always been good. Jamal Murray has always been, you know, a talent where people are saying, oh, he's going to be a star. He's going to be this. But it was always kind of like, what can he do? Can he do? Because USA versus Canada, it was a championship game up there, and he wasn't even in college yet. And it was pros on that court. Pros. And he made plays in the fourth quarter when he was struggling, had a bad game. People saw like, oh, Jamal Murray didn't have a game he wanted to have it, all the stuff like that. In the fourth quarter with two minutes left, that band went completely bonkers. And I said, Kentucky's getting that kid right there. Coach Calipari sit there and said, man, I walked into a gym. I saw this kid shooting left-handed threes. Just for no reason, making about six, eight in a row of them. I'm going, Jamal Murray, what are you doing? He said, that's what I do, man. He said, you're not going to shoot in the game. He said, you know, I just, you never know. So that what I'm trying to tell you is the man's got it. It just took a minute to really deceive about what he's really about, and it just took this moment because last year in the West Conference Finals against Dame Lillard, it seemed like his ability to really do what he wanted to do wasn't there physically. And to sit there and say he put on muscle and he got better shape, just shows the work ethic and the heart determination to him to sit there and say, hey, not this time. Because he was in a Western Conference Finals last year. I mean, uh, well, semifinals. They was almost. They was one more. I meant to say they were one game away from a Western Conference Finals. What I meant to say. I'm sorry. They were one game away from Western Conference Finals, and he couldn't get the job done. He looked tired. He looked kind of like like ugh, just exhausted. Um, the team as well. Jokic wasn't in shape either. So the team took that step back, got their asses in shape. And now you see a better product on the court. And now you see back-to-back, down from 3-1, comeback winnings in a series. That takes a team that's in shape, and they figured it out. The lineups, they're scoring with the defensive lineups that they're bringing. Flying Mason Plumlee at your three-point shooters. You're getting crashed in on the on the paint. You, you're getting your shit blocked. Kawhi Leonard couldn't move. Uh, You've you seen how they finally figured out Donovan Mitchell. He started making mistakes. You seen how they did against the uh, um, uh, uh, against the Clippers about how they came back. They just they stay steady and they made sure that they played defense. How they know how to and they added it with scoring. Confidence builders for Jeremy Grant. Big time plays for Michael Porter Jr., who was another big addition to that concoction that they got. He's rebounding, blocking shots. He blocked uh, uh, your boy at the rim. Uh, um, excuse me, Jesus, uh, um, help me, Lord. That's what you got to do. Big time, but it was a game five, game six. I think it was, uh, uh, it was, it was, it was Kawhi. It was, uh, Harold, Montrez Harold going up at the, he was chasing, you know, Montrez said, hell nah, bro. Give me that. Big time bad buckets type type stuff, man. Big Willie style. Okay. So, when you talk about a team just figuring it out, Mike Malone is is really starting to be that coach that uh, I'm putting him up there. 
you know what I'm saying, not in a Nick Nurse, but, you know what I'm saying, over Budenholzer, over a, a person they try to bump up in Brett Brown. He's, he's you know, he's he's a good coach to sit there and have these big, tall guys and turn them into um, a multifaceted place of, of, of being like, they are running the floor, Joker's running the break, Grant's running and guarding multiple positions. Mason Plumlee doing the same. Mason Plumlee can play shooting guard. He can, I mean, he can guard the shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. Grant can do it too. Jokic, down low, can be a point guard on the offensive side. Jamal Murray is a dog they can rely on to score. And he's knick-knacky. He gets tips and stuff. He, he keeps his heady intent there. Gary Harris, a defender who can guard anybody. Gary Harris ain't the strongest man out there, but he didn't look weak whenever Kawhi Leonard was trying to push him around. That's all I'm going to say. And then if you keep flying bodies at Kawhi Leonard, I've noticed with the responsibility, whoo, it's different. And I'm not trying to pick on a man because He's, you know, his responsibility to Spurs a long time ago with the first ring was LeBron James, guard LeBron. We're going to hit you in the corners. We're going to hit open threes. We're going to, you know, find you to be, you know, some, he's not, he wasn't a focal point to get the ball and go do this. So I'm not saying he was carried. I'm not saying nothing. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm just trying to say with what was said when I said it, and then analysts started saying it, when he, when he's, when his responsibility ratcheted up in San Antonio, I said, his defense is going to fall off. It did. I said, then he's going to have to score more. He's going to have to step up and do this. He started feeling the pressure of that. And I felt like the injury was kind of a full pop. I might have been really injured whatever like that. But I'm just saying, the people get wrapped up in how he did in that Warriors game when he got hurt with uh, Petrulia doing that dirty move. They sitting there thinking like Kawhi Leonard is just some this elite superstar that's just now better than everybody. People call him the best player in the league, second best player in the league, third best player in the league. Hold the damn phone. Because when he goes to the Raptors, they were going to Eastern Conference Finals before him. And the only difference was that he's different, built different than a DeMar DeRozan, but that's not saying DeMar DeRozan is whack. It's just to say that this man joined a team that I felt like he fit them completely to the max. He fit them, man. And he probably should have stayed there. Could have won another championship that way. They could be in the Eastern Conference Finals right now. But that's neither here nor there. Because just like Skip Bayless said, just like all these other analysts that laughed and be like, oh, he finessed the Lakers. He wanted to be in L.A., but he chose the Clippers. He got Paul George there. You know how Skip Bayless and all those people said up you go from the Raptors you go to the Clippers and and I kept on saying I said they keep on putting pieces and pieces on this thing I said who else they going to have? I was laughing I said oh Reggie Jackson <laughs> I said oh Boris oh my god they're adding people because you're adding people because you're thinking like man we got a juggernaut and we got Kawhi Leonard if things all fail we just passed the ball to Kawhi Leonard you put that in the head of playoff piece and he's not going to show up either because the same thing. Well, I got Russell Westbrook right here. Well, I got, you know, I'm a part of this big team up here in Indiana. That's why he disappeared in places. Because it's not about saying he choked 
or he didn't show up or he struggled like a like a player that might go to a team and just completely fall off. No. Paul George was in the MVP candidacy uh, uh, last year. You know, Paul George was making big-time plays in Indiana against LeBron James. Paul George was doing those things, but just like he was with the Clippers. It was having, he was having good games, 33 points here, this and this, whatever like that. But let me get back to what I was getting at. When it matters, where's Paul George? When you're down six, when you're down eight, where's Paul George in the fourth quarter with two minutes left in the crunch in the playoffs? Where's Playoff Pete in? Because I remember him airballing in Indiana. I remember him not showing up in the Thunder and letting Dame Lillard put him out. I remember this last night. Hit him hitting the side of the backboard on a three-point shot in the fourth quarter. I seen all that. I mean, that right there, where is Playoff P at? Now, let's get back to Kawhi Leonard. When you send droves at him, different fresh people, you seen him miss, 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 miss. Six for 20 last night. Couldn't hit the side of a barn. Couldn't hit nothing. Harold, where was you at, Mr. Six, man? Where was Lou Williams at? Where was, where was, where was Lemon Pepper Lou at? Because they was trying to get it to Kawhi Leonard. They was trying to see if he could do it. And he was trying to pass it to other people. They couldn't do it. And in the meanwhile, all that was happening with steals. Still here, still there. And the, and the lead just kept growing, kept growing. And then you just sitting there looking like, man, this game is really over. It's not going to be no, oh, they're coming back and it's going to be a two-point game battle and all that stuff. No, they kept making mistakes. And Doc Rivers just sat over there and like, oh, my God, again. Because they were up 10 before that happened. They were up 10. They were cruising. Like, oh, here we go. But no, the Nuggets are just way fresher. I think their veterans are not veterans. They're just young kids going out there ready to play. The only veterans, Millsap. Be real. The only veteran is Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap played the Jazz when Kobe was just still flying around and shit. He's the only veteran. If you think about everybody else on that team, there's nobody that's been in this type of fire. But they've they seen they got a taste of it last year, and they're not fucking up this time. Jamal Murray is a dog. You understand me? Gary Harris is a dog just defensively, and he's going to make good plays. That was a big-time three he made. Big-time rebounds, Michael Porter. Big-time blocks from, from different people. And the Clippers just couldn't figure it out. They couldn't get it together. They could have lost to the Mavericks if Porzingis wouldn't have been forced out. And I don't know about his future. If you're going to keep having constant knee problems. This season is a grind. It's a grind and it's hard. So, yeah. I'm I'm super hyped for this conference finals. Because, you know, the Lakers shouldn't think like, oh, this is going to be easy. Because I'm going to go back to my nugget story here and just say that I didn't have them winning a game against the Clippers because I felt like if you go seven games with the Jazz, well, I felt like would have got destroyed by the Clippers. Then I just don't like your chances against this team that could possibly just kind of just keep you 
from doing what you're doing. But I didn't see the scoring. I didn't see the scoring from the other guys. I knew Jamal Murray or Jokic can really play the two, the two, uh, uh, two man game. But they got they got big ups from everybody, man. And you just got to give it up to the whole team. Period. Like how they made it, and that's how the Lakers played. And when we dismantled the Rockets, or when we finally figured it out and took out the Blazers, that everybody has to play. Everybody has to get it. 16 points here, 16 points there, 16 points here for certain people that need to have it. Rondo, Caruso, Caldwell Pope, Kuzma, in those games. Got to do it because you got to have Harris. You got to have Morris. You got to have um, Norris, whatever his name is. Um, You got to have Plumlee to come in there and make big blocks and big time plays. He passes the ball well too. So, I mean, it's not going to be no easy series for the Lakers either. It's going to be a gridlock game. And you have a team that's hungry that was almost there last year. They were one game away. They were closer than the Lakers last year. They beat the Spurs. When the Spurs actually could have been, I think, the last time you see the Spurs really that competitive. So, Yeah. It's going to be fun, man. It's going to be great. In this series with Miami and Boston, it's going to be great. And it's going to be, it's, it's, this, this is, if anybody want to say the asterisk with this or this is not fun or, or anything before this started, I'm pretty sure they've changed that stance. This has been good basketball to watch. We've seen some great 50 point games. We've seen some good blocks. We've seen some good moments, good big shots. We've seen some chippiness. We've seen. Uh, a lot of good things that's going with this with this restart. So I'm I'm here for it. I am here for it. I am here for it. Here for it. And I uh, and I just want to say, people out there, in 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 the, just appreciate this greatness, man. Just appreciate this greatness. LeBron James, 35 years old, 17 years in the league, and he's got. A big challenge, and he's got to, he's got AD with him, and he's got to have the rest of the crew. Playoff Rondo got to be ready to go. Playoff Rondo's better than Playoff P, as you can see. I can't wait to hear Shannon Sharp. That is one that is one person that I cannot wait to hear, and that's why I had to get this recording out before they came on. But oh, I'm so happy. So that's my episode. I just wanted to get that breakdown of that and you know just look out for the Western Conference Finals to start Friday. I'm pretty sure it's gonna start Friday. Tomorrow it's gonna be game two, Miami Heat versus Celtics. And uh yeah. Um Thursday night, Browns and uh Cincinnati, Joe Burrow going against Baker Mayfield. Odell and AJ Green. We'll see how that goes. We'll see who makes the most mistakes in that game. We'll see. Huh, those franchises, but I feel like Bengals is looking up more. They should have won that game. Browns? I don't know. They played against the Ravens. But that is Thursday night. Um, Any other things I wanted to sit there and say real quick? Go vote. Go vote. And go vote. And I'm out.